Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. And this is that half. In this first book club episode, I will be sitting down to give you a glimpse of my relationship to reading, the books that I love, the books that have had the biggest impact on me, and the books I'm currently reading. Now before we get started, I want to remind you that everything I share in this episode is my own personal experience, opinions, and there may be possible book spoilers. So let's get started. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the second episode and the first book club episode of Unofficial Book Club. I'm very happy to be here with you today. I'm very happy that you're all here with me. And I'm excited to talk about books. So as I've said before, I'm an avid reader. And at this point, it's basically my entire personality. And I think also in recent years, it's become very trendy to read again, which I'm excited about, I think. I think. (laughs) But I love to read, so I'm happy to talk about it. Now, reading isn't just a hobby for me. It's also a big part of who I am and why I am the way I am. So I didn't always like to read like every kid. It used to be this thing that like we were forced to do because we were in school and we had to read this book for like English class or whatever it was, right? But eventually it became something I loved. And so how it started was I didn't like to read. It always made me feel self-conscious. It always made me feel like uncomfortable. I was definitely that kid. I know some of you out there do this where like I would read the paragraphs ahead because I knew I would get called on to read, you know, when they did like popcorn or whatever. And I was always scared that I was going to mess up the words. I wasn't going to be able to read them well, whatever it was. And so I would read ahead and then not be paying attention because like I didn't want to be off guard or whatnot. And ultimately I learned my mom had me tested and turns out I'm dyslexic. So being dyslexic, reading and writing was always hard for me growing up spelling, always hard for me, reading aloud, very hard. Still to this day, very hard. (laughs) But because I'm dyslexic, it became very important for my mom to help me in some way be able to learn to read and write in like the best way possible. And she encouraged me to write in a journal and then read for fun. So it wasn't just going to be this thing that I had to do for school, but instead this thing we were going to do at home together. And so my mom would pick up a book and she would read it aloud to me and my sisters every night before bed. She would like read a chapter aloud. And then eventually as I grew up, I would read a chapter aloud to my sisters and my mom. And and eventually like it became a practice and I like got better at it. And then I ended up picking up books that I wanted to read on my own that I really liked. And it became this hobby that I really liked and it helped me with my confidence and it made me start to love stories and books. And so I not only started picking up books from my school, but like I would go to my local library and I would pick up books off of their reading list for the summer and I helped build all of those skills, right? And so I'm also a huge supporter of my local library. I love my library. I spend a lot of time there reading and writing and I get most of my books from there. I don't actually buy all of my books because I don't know where I would put them if I bought all of the books that I read. So I use my library card a lot. And so support your local library, everyone. 
Now, I love to read and write. I think it's a great way to like escape into a brilliant new world. I think it's a great way to like make friends and have new experiences and learn so much. And I know that first part probably sounds like a little crazy, but anybody who reads, you understand like you're immersed in this new world, in this new place and the lives of these new characters and you feel very attached to them. And so that's how I became creative and how I got my creativity. I think even as an adult is through reading and learning that way. And I also think it's helpful to relax and de-stress. Like I bring a book with me everywhere. If I'm sitting in the doctor's office, if I'm, you know, at Thanksgiving with my family and I just want to escape into another room, like I bring a book and I just dive right into it and it helps me unwind and de-stress. Now, I know through these episodes of this podcast, I'm going to be sitting down with a bunch of people or by myself, depending, and chat with, if you hear that jingle in the background, it's Binks, my cat. She's sitting here looking out the window, enjoying this experience with me. But through this, these episodes of this podcast, I'm going to be sitting down with people and talking to them about reading and about their relationship with reading and their relationship with books, because I know not everybody likes to read. I know it's not always a fun thing for everybody. Some people feel like they're back in school again having to do so. And then some people do like to read. And they like to read everything from every genre, nonfiction, fiction, um, fan fiction, like everybody, every type of book or genre out there. And so I'm excited to sit down with people and talk about it and talk about reading and talk about books that they love. And so before I do that, I figured I'll share with you some of my favorite books. And I know many of these will probably come up again in conversation with people But until then, let me go through my list for this first episode. So let's start with my favorite book. I think that's a very hard question. I don't have one favorite book. I don't think anybody should, could, or will have one favorite book. I definitely have different books that I love for different reasons and at different time periods in my life and different chapters of my life that mean different things. So picking a favorite book is a little hard. One of my favorite books is Lord of the Flies by William Golding. I have read this probably like 20 times and I read it multiple times in high school, like over the years and used it for different projects and whatnot. And I even use it in a film and literature class in college. And I just was always fascinated by the psychology of these kids being in a plane crash, left on a deserted island, having to fend for themselves and like what that would do to them and what their relationships with one another would be like and what sides they would be on and who would take leadership roles and just kind of the psychology of it all. And it's a very dark book. Let me just say that. But it was always very interesting and I always found it very fascinating. It's one of my favorites. Now, what was one of my favorite books as a kid? That's different. I have always loved mysteries. So, I used to read the Herculea Jones mystery series as a kid, and I loved them. I loved them so much. They were brilliant books. I just had to look it up. Herculea Jones by Betsy Byers. I think that's how you pronounce it. And I remember being just obsessed with it. I think my favorite was the first book. It was called The Dark Stairs. That was like the first one I read. I remember the cover of it very vividly, and it probably was the first time I like fell in love with mystery books and like wanted to figure out what was going to happen and was always disappointed if I didn't guess correctly. Um, So I love mysteries and I've always loved mysteries. One of the book series that had like the biggest impact on me when I was a kid 
And I think probably still to this day, I think anybody that grew up with this series has made this series in some ways a part of their personality. I think many of us who grew up with this series grew up with these characters and in this world and definitely feel a strong connection to it even 20-something years later. And that series was Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling. That series was one of the pivotal ones to my childhood. I want to say that I do not condone the author or her views. I'm very disgusted by them. However, that book series as a kid was very instrumental to like my childhood. I just remember it being one of the very first ones that like I read chapters aloud to my sisters and my mom before bed each night. And my mom did the same to us and she would read a chapter aloud. And as each book came out, because I was a kid almost around the same age as the kids in the series, as those books came out and I got older, then eventually I would get the book on my own and read it at home by myself. And, and I kind of like grew up with that world of Harry Potter and Hogwarts and, you know, was always waiting for my letter to be admitted into Hogwarts that never came. You know, it's this fantasy series that like, probably the first time I was in this fantasy world, and it felt very real to me. And it's just the way it was written in the story, you go along with it with these characters, and you grow up with them, and you feel these trivial moments in their life with them, and you fall in love with them, and you, you know, learn about death and loss with them. And it's just very impactful, I would say. So I always have a soft spot in my heart for that series. Um, and I love the movies as well. The movies are fantastic. Probably one of the very few movies that match and do the book justice. And I watch them. I call them holiday movies. I watch them like every Christmas and Thanksgiving and Halloween time, despite the fact that they're not really those holidays, but they have like elements of them that I think make them okay to watch during the holiday season. But I love them. I've probably seen the first movie like a thousand times. I love it so much, but um, so that's a good one. I would say one of the books that taught me the best lesson, which is one that I've read fairly recent is, and I think I picked it up in college or right after college and started reading it, but I like reread it like right before the pandemic hit. Cause I just saw it again and was like, ugh, I'm learning more about myself. Like this feels like it's a book for me. It's called quiet, the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking by Susan Cain. And it's, brilliant. I just think it, it, it describes so well the world we live in and how it's really built for extroverts, how difficult it might be to be an introvert in that world because everything is has this expectation of extrovertedness and outgoingness and whatnot. And so you try to find your own comfort in that world. And it definitely helps when thinking about like a professional setting or, you know, I'm thinking of college where in school where you had to do like presentations all the time. And like, not all of us are public speakers. Not all of us are presenters. And for example, for me, like I remember having to give my college thesis at the end of my senior year and the written part of it, I was good to go, felt very confident about it. And then the presentation part and having to present it to my department was terrifying. And I don't think I did a great job. And I don't think I did justice for like the actual knowledge that I had and and passion I have for this project. But what are you going to do? And so it is what it is. But I think this book helped me see how powerful introverts are and how powerful some of the most 
you know, brilliant introverts in the world that have made the biggest impact and how wonderful they have been and instrumental to change in this world. And we don't always think about it in that way. Everybody is very unique in who they are and both introverts and extroverts. People who are outgoing and more shy have a beautiful place in this world. And if only the world was not like built for everybody versus just people who are more outgoing we could see everybody's like beauty and uniqueness. But I thought it was a really great book. I really liked it. What book do I usually suggest to other people and why? This is a great question that I was thinking about because I have now started giving books as gifts, which I know is not necessarily a popular opinion, but I give it to people that I think will enjoy it. And I actually take a lot of time and care in my thought process because I want people And because I like think people would enjoy it. So I think about this a lot. But one of the books I definitely suggest to people is called Pretty Bitches on being called crazy, angry, bossy, frumpy, feisty, and all other words that are used to undermine women by Lizzie Skernick. Sorry if I mispronounced the last name. But it's a collection of essays by her and all these other amazing writers. You should look it up. And it basically discusses all of these words that as women we know are used as weapons against us and especially words used as stereotypes for women and women of color. And I think this collection of essays really shows those words used against women in in personal stories. And it's very enlightening to see these experiences that other women go through that, you know, we all can relate to, or many of us can relate to, or many of us can think about and be like, oh, you're right. I maybe shouldn't use that word. Or I didn't think about how that word is weaponized in that way. And so I like, I remember reading it and, and then having a conversation with one of my friends where we both were like, you know, us together, we joke all the time and call each other crazy or dramatic just between the two of us because it's funny and it works between us and we don't take it that serious and we're goofy so we can be dramatic in a very goofy and funny way but I remember us sitting down and being like ah you know maybe we shouldn't say those words out loud in front of other people especially our male friends because they're going to turn around and think that that word is okay to use and like I would hate if any man called me dramatic or crazy when that word has been used for so many years to to dramatize and like undermine a woman's experience. And so um, I remember having that conversation with my friend afterwards and we were like, yeah, let's be, let's be better about that and not use those words with one another in front of other people because we're going to, you know, perpetuate this basically. Now, what are some of my favorite authors? That's a great question. It's interesting because I don't always, this sounds so bad and I don't mean it this way, but I don't always think of books by the authors. Like I pick up a book and I read it. And then if I like the author, I continue reading more of their books. But so I don't always remember a lot of authors and authors names unless like I truly love it but then there are often times where I pick up a book later and I'm like oh my god why do I like this so much oh wait I read another one of her books so I need to be better about remembering authors and and paying more attention to that I usually just kind of like go for the book itself and the story which as someone who loves to write that's so insulting and I'm so sorry but some of my favorite authors are Holly Jackson is one of them. She wrote um, a Good Girl's Guide to Murder series, and it's so good. It's a YA mystery thriller-like series, and it's so, so good. Her new book just came out, and I'm it's actually on my list of 
books that I'm about to start reading. And I just loved that trilogy and it was fantastic. I loved her like storytelling, the way she puts pieces together for a mystery or thriller, I always think is brilliant. And just the story itself and how all the characters align and work together to like create this mystery is very well done. With that said, I also love Jennifer Lynn Barnes. I've read probably all of her books and I've met her in person at a book signing, which is phenomenal. She's lovely. I've went to like many of her speaking engagements virtually over the pandemic. She's brilliant. I love her. She writes a lot of mysteries and YA mysteries, and they're all fantastic. All of her characters are so vivid and real, and you feel such an attachment to them. And one of the very few book series was hers called The Inheritance Games, where I actually liked uh, Love Triangle, because I'm not a big person like in love with love triangles. It's not one of the kind of storylines I really enjoy, but uh, it was one of the very few that I did. I also love her creativity. Every story is very different. Every story is very exciting. My mom just finished one of her series, um, Little White Lies, and she really liked it. Um, so I always suggest Jennifer Lynn Barnes to people who like mysteries and thrillers like YA. I also love Victoria Aveyard. She wrote Red Queen, which was her first series that I read, um, and her new series, Realm Breaker. The second one just came out for that. Uh, but I love her. I've also met her at a book fair and I, she was lovely, so kind, so friendly, so just beautiful and brilliant and wonderful. Um, and I loved her series, Red Queen. I thought it was a brilliant story, a dystopian story and, and the messages behind it and embedded within this story were very well done and very brilliant and very thought provoking. I also really liked her because I remember reading Red Queen and being like, oh, I want to Google who this author is. I really enjoyed the books. And I realized she was very young. And she is. She's very young for an author. And I remember at the time that I read it, feeling connected to that and being like, wait, if this person who is so young can write this story at such a young age and get published and do this, like, why can't I? Like, for some reason growing up, I always assumed authors and writers were older, more experienced and, you know, seasoned people who had experienced so much life. And that is the case for many, but I also don't think that's the case for all, right? Like you could be a young author and to actually see that was when I was like, I think it was in college when this came out. Um, I, I love that because I was like, wow, okay, I could do this too if I wanted. And that was a great motivator for anybody who loves writing and storytelling and could possibly see that as a career for themselves one day, you know? Now, what are some of the book tropes that I really enjoy? And this is a great question. I don't actually read a lot of romance novels, although I probably should. I know they're very popular. And so I don't think of a lot of romance tropes that I like, like or have ever thought about. So I'm interested to talk to my guests about this and see what they like. But for books in general... I love a good, like, underdog story. I love a good underdog story if the underdog is a woman, obviously. I like a lot of the storylines where you think, like, where it's an unexpected bad guy or an unexpected turn of events or loyalties. Like, I really enjoy when you think you know somebody and then the character kind of, like, turns around and you're shocked. I think Red Queen did that very well at one point. And I think challenging characters in that way to learn the different, 
you know, life stories like and life experiences like loyalty and friendship and love, et cetera. And so that's a very brilliant way to do it. I love a good heist. I love a good quest, like the Percy Jackson series. Like I love a good journey or quest to achieve something and all the things that you find along the way. Very life-like, very mirroring real life, I think. I also like a good race against time, you know, or any story that kind of tells the story of one day over time. That's good. Like I said before, I don't love a good like triangle love story. I think sometimes that can get a little tiring depending on the story. To me, it can get a little tiring because at some point you're just like, pick, like, come on. But I mean, any mystery or thriller I just love and, and any kind of like plot twist I just love. And I would say probably the genres that I read the most of are mystery and thrillers. I've been on a kick for the last like year and a half. It's all I read. I love them all so much. And so I read a lot of mysteries and thrillers, but I do want to get into reading more fiction, reading more nonfiction, which is why I've started mixing a nonfiction and a fiction book at the same time that I'm reading so I can go back and forth between them. I usually have one book I'm reading for fun, which is a YA novel or a mystery thriller. And then another one I try to read that's a little bit more nonfiction or an adult fiction book. The nonfiction ones usually, you know, tell a story of someone's life or it's a scientific book where I'm learning something or it's something about history or, you know, whatever it is to kind of or social science. And I'm just trying to learn and grow from it. So that's kind of how I balance my reading right now. I also tend to read like right before bed. So an hour before bed, I like to read something and kind of calm myself before I go to sleep. I also spent a lot of time when I first graduated college, I had a bunch of different jobs and I would spend most of my lunch breaks, most if not all of my lunch breaks reading. So it'd be like an hour, not really being generous. 20 to 35 minutes reading every day. And it really like calmed me down and helped me kind of center myself before going back out onto the sales floor at a store or whatever it was. And so I really enjoyed it. And I read a lot of different books and was trying to find where the niche was and what I liked. And I think I learned I like mysteries and thrillers and I love YA novels. I think young adult novels have a brilliant way of telling a story and usually a coming of age story. So we all kind of like grow with those characters and experience all those things that they're experiencing for the first time with them. And I think it's always very creative and very, you know, whether it's fantasy, dystopian, love, whatever it is, like it's always very fresh and, you know, very creative and very brilliant and and magical most because it's like for young adults and that's any age between like what 16 to like 35 or something it's like a wide range and I think I just like young adult novels I love them what am I reading now I'm currently reading two books one obviously for fun and one to like that's non-fiction to broaden my horizon in some way so I am reading The Five Archetypes, Discover Your True Nature and Transform Your Life and Relationships by Carrie Davidson. Um, It's nonfiction and it's using traditional Chinese medicine philosophy um, by taking the elements of like fire, earth, wood, metal, and water to describe how each of these elements are seen as a personality type and how you can, you know, work on relationships by understanding that and kind of figuring out who you are in those personality types and other people, et cetera. 
Um, I just recently started this, so I'm very like 50 pages in. I feel like I, if I'm not 100 pages in, I've just started a book. Like I think 100 to 150 pages in is like a great place to be like, do I like this book? Do I not? Am I going to continue reading it? I don't know. So it's like where I'm at. So 50 pages in, I'm still starting it. The other book I'm reading is called Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayborn. It's like Charlie's Angels meets Golden Girls. It's about this female group of assassins who you kind of see some of their jobs that they go on throughout their young adult life. And then it goes back into the present day when they're adults and like older adults and they have now retired. And I guess during their retirement, their the museum, which is the group, comes after them and starts taking them out or somebody that works within that group. I haven't gotten to that part yet, but it is a mystery thriller, obviously. I have a type. And so I've started reading that one. I'm about like probably 75 pages in. And so far, I really like it. So those are the two books that I'm reading currently. Now, what is on my list to read in the future? As I said before, Five Survive by Holly Jackson. That's her newest book that I think just came out and I'm excited to read it. It follows a group of friends that are on a road trip and then their car breaks down. And as they're, you know, figuring that out, a sniper starts like trying to take them out. And so one of the friends has like a secret the sniper is trying to, you know, protect them from or get out of them or whatever it may be. And so they have to try and like survive the night. So I'm very excited to read it. I love Holly Jackson. So I'm excited to read her books. Another book that's on my list to read is called Algorithms of Oppression, How Search Engines Reinforce Racism by Safiya Umoja Nobel. I'm so sorry if I did not pronounce your name right. I'm so sorry. Um, This book highlights the biases that exist simply from Googling certain things. So, you know, the racism and stereotypes that continue to be perpetuated off of that. So any bias that forms in our ideas and identities you know, and all around thought processes based on like the things that we search and how we search them and all of that. So I'm really excited to read that. Really, really interested to see that because I just, anything that can teach me something new and broaden my horizon and make me go, wow, huh, is very exciting. So those are the the two next ones on my list whenever the library has them available for me. But yeah, that's kind of my my relationship with me reading some of the books I love, some of the books I grew up loving. And I'm sure there's there's obviously so much more and so many more and so many more thoughts that I'm excited to share with you all. But I will save that for the time that I spend with my guests. And so I'm very excited to talk to my guests in the future and see some of their books and learn some of the ones that they love or have made the biggest impact on them and be able to kind of share that in our unofficial book club. So I'm very excited, thankful to all the guests that are going to come on, thankful to all of you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the next episode with my very first guest. Until next time, everyone. Thank you for listening to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. The Book Club episode. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts, and if you're interested in any of the books that were discussed in this episode or any of the episodes, they're always listed in the show notes. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at unofficialbookclubpod, and don't forget to rate and share with all of your friends. Until next time.